Y'all know what the fuck going on. You are now tuned into episode 113 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Rim McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Dope Dub Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone in like 97, and while I was 8, I'm sure she was plotting for me to be it. So, you can find me on Snap. Pedophiles, no, because I, <laughs> listen, assholes. Mm-hmm. And, and well, 90s, when I was eight, she was looking. And so if I was, if she was, if she was, sons, boyfriends. <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, says, "Ouch!" <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> first of all, weirdos. The family matters. But <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> I was eight in ninety-seven. So she might be the pedophile. Yeah. So that's, that's what that. we're saying. Oh, well, I mean, hey, that's, that's what we're saying. Explained I mean, what we were saying. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's on her. So, hey. like, no, no, guys, it's not illegal because she's the oh, pedophile. No. Oh, no, guys, she's the pedophile. Okay. Like, oh, that pedophile. makes sense. <laughs> now, that's cool. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. It totally makes more sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> single gonna... standards. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be one of those episodes, huh? You can find me. <laughs> On Sound, <laughs> not SoundCloud. You can find me as, on Snapchat at. You can Real find McCord. me at the daycare. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can find her at the daycare. Um, you can find me. No, she's, she'll be at the uh, senior center. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You can find me on on a motorbike. Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel, and then always on Twitter, Real McCoy KPZ. Cody. Hi, I'm Cody Russ. <laughs> City record on everything, I guess. Um, <laughs> don't find me. Don't find me. Uh, Russ, the barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka the Progenitor, aka School Wars Q, aka Russ the Bus. <laughs> Quiet on set. Um, and you can find me. <laughs> I'm the chattiest of the opposite of Quiet, your single standard bit. <laughs> <laughs> That is not us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, As, uh, that is not Chadius. <laughs> N-O-I-G at Canon Cupidity C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. You can find me in Jerusalem. <laughs> Bethlehem. Ooh, ham. And potatoes. So sports. <laughs> so listen, we are also... On so spigots of spigots of spigots of spigots. Right. <laughs> spigots, 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 spigots. We are also on Facebook. We have a uh, Facebook group, Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can join the group and be a part of all of our shenanigans. We have a page you should like at NPC Podcast. You know, that's for like numbers and internet shit, which, you know, whatever. We have a Twitter page at Not PC Podcast. You can go ahead and follow us on there and, you know, see some more shenanigans. And you can look us up on SoundCloud. Podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Sp- yeah, Spreaker, <laughs> Google Play, anything but title. You can type in "not particularly correct" podcast, and we will come up. And you can leave us a comment. You can listen to us. You can tell us how great or how bad we are. We won't care. I promise you, we won't. But that comment is supposed to be like good for like numbers and metrics and shit like that. So you know, whatever. Cool. Boom. And now it's time for Shaba. Mr. Ricky 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 Sports. It's getting better. Um 
All right. So there is there's a lot going down with NBA trades and such. This mm. and that. This and that. John Wall agrees to a two-year deal with the Clippers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm oh, here shit. Now. That's what's up. Oh, shit. Yeah, I... He's one of those guys that, like, I don't know, I kind of haven't heard his name in a while, but when he started in the league those first, like, few years or so, he was popping, dude. He was, like, Derrick Rose level, I feel like, you know? Yep, yep. That's exactly who I compare him to. Exactly who I compare him to. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Man, the whole – Minnesota gave away their whole team to get him. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) So, yeah, they – the Timberwolves are getting Rudy Gobert, and the Jazz received Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, Le- Leandro Bolomaro, Bol- but yeah, Bolero, that's in Tosa, uh, and a four four first round picks. Mm. Mm. So it's gonna be the Minnesota Gobert's versus whoever, you know, <laughs> the, the away team versus a whole number another team this year. Right, Minnesota Gobert's. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, I mean, yes, I mean, JaVale McGee uh, mm. is now a Maverick. Hmm. Enough. Never mind. Playing for Dallas, not Houston. So maybe he just hopped the state or, or city or something, you know? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, where's McGee going? Dallas Mavericks. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, okay. That might, that yeah, might, okay. Well, they... Opposite of St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me in Dallas. But listen, <laughs> he um he's been Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that. <laughs> no, no, but listen, no. Um they lost they get they lost one of their like top players to the Knicks, which is really weird because it was one of those things where the Knicks gave away a lot to get oh boy. Same thing with whoever took the guy from the Spurs too. There was a guy from the Spurs that went to um well, I'll let you, actually, Cody, I'll let you finish. Sorry. Yes, Dallas. Pause. <laughs> Gary Payton the second has signed with the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> that's crazy. Happy and Dame is staying there, so. Uh, that's crazy. That's know, actually the craziest thing ever. That Dame is staying? Yeah, he's been there like 10 years. Is you trying well, to. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's not that crazy when he said a few years ago, like, I came here to win. You know, it's not. I'm not fucking around, like. Yeah, he, he, he didn't seem like he he was trying to get out. So it's not that crazy. You know what's crazy? He actually said after last year when we won the Bucks, he was like, "They just gave me so much more hope because a small market team can actually win a championship." So he definitely not leaving now. They just need to build That's around him. So, but here's what is crazy: <clears throat> we talked about Zion and Ja. Zion has played a total of a hundred, or sorry, a total of eighty-five games, and he signed a five-year, two hundred and thirty-one million-dollar contract. Uh, ja has played one hundred and eighty-seven games, so one hundred and two more games, and he signed a five-year, one hundred ninety-three million-dollar contract. I don't know why they're giving Zion money. Yeah, man. Zion. And Ja deserves a lot more. <laughs> ja deserves at least a, at least a quarter, at least a quarter bill. I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna front. I'm not gonna waste my time in front to you. Ja deserves at least a hundred, a hundred, or <clears throat> excuse me, two hundred and fifty million. So a quarter bill like that. That man so goddamn. T- he took the Memphis Grizzlies like out of here, bro. Like what? Like, and Zion mm-hmm. hasn't proven anything since college. 
So, and that's been like three yeah. years ago. Now he proved that he can put on weight once yeah. he signed the contract. So I mean, if they're gonna sign, if they're gonna sign Zion for that. He got to definitely, he got to turn up. He got to like lose the weight. He got Zion has a lot to prove to me. But I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in the NBA, so I can't really say what's going on. But I feel like he's, he's, he's can you see him in like a Kevin Durant where it's like, oh, you're a good player. You're just not a good team player. Just kind of thing, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yep. 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 He can just put on a show in practice or something. Don't worry. All right. Uh, ex Bucks player Malcolm Brogdon. He went to the Pacers a few years ago. Uh, he is being traded to the Boston Celtics. And he said, this Boston team is experienced and hungry to win a championship. I'm excited to be a part of the Boston family and compete for that championship. Hmm. Okay. Whatever. Bittersweet. Fuck yeah. you. Sorry. <clears throat> I would have liked for him to stay in Milwaukee, but I mean. Yeah, me too. Can't but he... say changes and stuff and we won without him so what did Dave Chappelle say yeah we definitely won without that motherfucker but like I feel like he was a good player but he just didn't I ain't saying he's bad or good I just feel like I'm not saying he's good either right (laughs) he was rookie of the year and he didn't wait Michael Brockton was rookie of the year dipped it all wait what year was that what the fuck Michael Brockton was rookie the year he got drafted and sports guy what year was that sports man (laughs) Um, I think 2018. Let me look. We're going to wait and he's going to cut this out because I want to. 2016, this is. Bronco, okay, okay. What, what team was he on? Was he with us? He was with us, right? Yes. He was with us in one rookie of the year and we traded him? Yes. It wasn't, he went, yeah. into, he went into free agency, I thought, and he left. It wasn't we traded him. He left, right? He wanted to be. He wanted more money. He was not with the us anymore. No, I'm saying like when, when we when we gave him to <laughs> when the when he went to the Pacers, it was a free agency thing, right? Because it, it wasn't that we didn't want him. He just could choose at that point, right? I believe, correct? I don't know, man. Who cares? That's in the past. Okay, I, you gotcha, you gotcha. Michael Brown is going to the Celtics, man. The Celtics are going to try to beat the Bucks again, and they're going to fucking lose this time because they're going to have, uh, oh, God, I don't want to, we're going to have, we're going to have, uh, Chris Middleton, 10, we're going to have Chris Middleton, he's going to make Y'all want to hear something funny? Yeah, we do. NBA 2K, uh, 23, Russell Westbrook is now a 72 overall. <laughs> Yikers. The brick one, not the bird one. Uh, I feel like it should be at least an think, 80, but that's me, just me. I don't, I don't know. All right, last thing, then I'm going to feed Olivia. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the Panthers are acquiring Baker Mayfield in exchange for a 2024 fifth-round draft. Uh, I think that's crazy, and I feel bad for... Uh, them, I feel like they're blackballing uh, Cam Newton. Not just like the Panthers, but like the league, you know? Really? Mm. Why do you say so that? We'll see how that yeah, plays out. Elaborate on that. Why do you say that? Black- well, he went to the Patriots to not really be a key role player for them to put him in like that or spotlight, you know? Mm-hmm. He's got, I don't even see the potential. He's got the talent, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But You feel like no, no, no team wants him? Uh, I mean, seems that way. 
So something, something transition because I got to make formula. Mm. Muted. <laughs> so, speaking of Cam Newton, who is from the South, who has nothing to do with Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> so. Excellent transition. Right. Wonderful, right? So, Chicago has birthed many MCs from Chance the Rapper to the great Kanye West. But for all of the dope and or poetic rhymers that have emerged from the Windy City, one could stand on the hill that none are more lyrical than the King Wazaloo Jacko himself, a.k.a. Lupe Fiasco. Lupe, who actually got the second part of his name from the Firm album, Cut Firm Fiasco, for those of you that didn't know, has been a mainstay since being featured on Ye's Touch the Sky on late, on late Registration. But the meticulous bar crafter has returned 16 years after his first album with his eighth studio album, Drill Music in Zion. This album, which was set to be crafted in a day but took three, is another comprehensive work. But how good is it exactly? So, this is going to be a Lupe review. And it's kind of intense. It's got, I, got, I got some paragraphs here. But first, before I get, even get into my shit, I want to get into Paul's. Y'all should. Russell, what do you think about this goddamn album? I think you should go with me last, so... You think I should review the album and then just and then go straight to you? Or you think I should go to... Yeah. Yeah. Really? Okay. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm liking the vibe. I'm liking the vibe. I'm loving that. We gonna do that today. Um, Cody's making formula, so we'll just, you know, we'll, me and Russell will talk for two minutes. How, how you doing, Russell? I'm back. Oh, you're back? Okay, cool. Oh. We're good. Boom. Oh, he's a pro at the formula. Right. Pro formula. <laughs> zoom, zoom. Yeah, Y equals X B squared. Shout out TS and Asians. Um, so, Cody. Circumference of the bottle. All right, exactly. <laughs> Cody, what did you think about this album? He's, does Thai, Kotai, Tangent. That's Thai with T-H-I. T-H-A-I. Thai. Mm. Oh, that was a good one if I didn't mess it up. So, yeah, I didn't care for that album, honestly. There's a few tracks that were okay. I said to you guys yesterday, I like, also wasn't in the mood for that kind of music, you know? Oh, wow. I didn't know what to expect, but uh, he can't sing. There was actually one song <laughs> towards the end that he could sing kind of okay, but yeah, let's just not do that. And I don't want to hear the whole, like, well, he's not supposed to sing. Like, then why is he, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that for sure. I feel it. I feel it. Okay. Most rappers think they can. Um. Yeah. Do you have any favorite songs? Any favorite moments? Any worst moments? Any worst songs? I listened to it once. I tried to refresh myself. I I think Precious Things I liked. There was another one towards the middle that I liked. I forget which one. Kiosko's in uh, uh, Miss Mural. I don't know. Yeah, those are both in the middle. Good job. Um, <laughs> whoever chick singing in Seattle track nine. I think that I think that was a song that uh, she was a good singer. Unlike Lupe, um, she's actually low key. Uh, she's actually I a like rapper sunshine too. and kick push. Uh, <laughs> Sixteen year uh, classic. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I don't know what to give this a three, maybe. Damn. Okay. A three. Okay. Okay. All right. Cody. Cody said a three. This might be Cody's lowest album. That is this bigger. What did it's, you? What did you give? Uh, Playboy Cardi. That's like my. I'm gonna take out the. Trip. I don't remember actively listening to that person ever. <laughs> um, 
I don't condone um, nudie makes. No. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. It's, this is not. I want to give a uh, description. It's not like I gave it a three because like oh I. These are the reasons why I don't like this album. It's just I don't see any positives or key points that made me like this album. You know. Okay, and that's and that's a fair statement, and I appreciate that fair statement. Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna come back to Russell. I, Russell's gonna finish off the music segment today. So, my thoughts. Um, okay, so one of the good things I love about this album is the minimalist production. Since the beginning of his career, Lewis had a long time and day one producer in Soundtrack. And while Soundtrack was not there for every moment in Lupe's career, in this quick album exercise, he was recruited once more and they co-produced every record together. What happened is we get an, an amazing, amazingly crafted uh, sound that fits and melds well with the 1st and 15th General's voice and vocals. In fact, the beats turn out to be very stripped down on what one can only assume is on purpose. Uh, this works amazingly on records like Kiosk, where the message is key to the purpose. Um, that light layer of keys and bass, which starts with no percussion and then ends up afloat by a simple drum pattern, keeps the focus on the story and lose uh, plain delivery. This happens again on Seattle, where it's like light percussion, guitar, and bass, and in a, like a warbly synth, it lets the lets his like faster staccato like flow be the the life of the record. And I love the way that um, this stripped down sound, even if the songs uh, pick up at the end for effect, makes the rap shine through. And that's kind of like key on this uh, production that I really really love. They kept it like super low key, and you know stripped a lot of stuff stuff away. And then we get to hear Lupe rap, which is, you know, kind of what he does best. So that's my first main thing that I like about this album. The second thing is Sonics, the mixes. Years ago, Lupe was quoted as saying that, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that record labels don't care about albums anymore. They care about singles that will sell the product. And even then, they don't care about the mixing of those singles. One thing that took me by surprise is how well mixed this sounded to me. Even And they did it in his living room in over three days. And I only noticed it a little in the car or, you know, in my living room, on, like, on my living room speakers. But it was once I put my headphones in and listened to Auto Bottom when I realized that the amazing amount of reverb placed on the chorus ad-libbed or how perfectly like Lupe's verse sit on top of the beat. Then at the end of the song, the singer, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, so I, uh, so I apologize. Nayara? Uh, Nayara? Excuse me. Um, her vocals are mixed masterfully with the perfect echoes and like raps for that record. Also, randomly, Lupe said um, a few days ago that that's his favorite rapper as well, and she can rap really good. She's from Chicago. I don't know if she signed to Lupe just yet, but she's all over this album. So, not to mention, when she sings on the chorus for the following track, Precious Things, the way the vocals are layered with a lower-pitched track and then a distinct, distant ad-lib to add to, like, an, it's an inviting yet eerie effect for this song. This type of mix is not only good for Sonics, but also 
um, very intentional, and it reflects on this project. So, I really like the way that like they they pulled her in, her vocals in, Lupe's vocals in. Nothing sounded overbearing to anything else. And so I think the the second thing I really liked about this album again was sonics and mixing. Now, the third and most important important thing to me about this goddamn album lyrical content one thing about lupe is his in his charm is centered in the fact that he is regarded as a next level lyrical sorcerer okay the best things about this record are his bars they are heavy on metaphors they are heavy on similes but the bars link together with such finesse in a way that only Lupe can do. My favorite record on here is the title track, which is Drill Music in Zion. He gracefully describes how we are losing ourselves in a cycle of a world around us in bars like. <clears throat> and so this is just so you guys know, this section is going to be a bar quoting like back in the day is going to be a bar quoting the thing. So just be prepared for that. Opera Onyx, populars, in, populars for convicts, stay behind the Doppler, turn Robotnik's into Sonics, position jostlers, monitor hegemonics, robots make the robots make the robots that are soldering the electronics. Nostradamus couldn't bother to find the <clears throat> Nostradamus couldn't bother to keep a promise. Logic's on the rocket. Will profit def, defeats a conscience. Somebody's daughter is contemplating the convent. But a man with a dollar is slobbering over her haunches. So listen, man. This verse, there's so many more bars in this verse. But one thing about this is like how gracefully like Lupe can lace these bars together. One of my favorite verses in rap of all time, and I don't even remember it bar for bar, but I just like the way it flowed, was um, Kendrick's... Man, colored Ben's a push miracle whip. That one, that's also one of my favorite bars, for sure. But one of my favorite verses is by Kendrick, the control oh. verse. The whole like eight last eight, the whole like last eight bars was him describing how beefing with him is like suicide, in which you were on a plane <laughs> and you wouldn't survive. One more, the, one more noun or verb from you. It's like he was like he was like, you know the, the I'm you know a suicidal pilot and I'm bumping Tupac and the fucking stewardess had said that you your parachute is a latex condom. Latex to condom a up to a dread. Now listen, listen. <laughs> The what the what I love about that verse is that Kendrick runs through an entire eight bars connecting them. I'm doing this and this is happening and also this is happening and also this is happening and she said this and you won't survive because of this that and third. It's like those eight bars are linked and not many rappers do that. Kendrick does it well. Royce the Five Nine does it well. Eminem does it well. You have to be a fucking mastermind. To rap bars that connect bar for bar for bar for bar for bar that continue to that 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 overlap and continue to tell a story. Lupe They're all guys that I really love that are all also sharing common being uh, storytellers. Yep, yep. Lupe Fiasco does this well, and that's what that was. And it's like you can go back and break down every part of that bar from the so him being a video game nerd and, and, and referencing. Sonic, Dr. Robotnik, um, and then talks about, like, how you, if you played that game, how, you know, you can get sucked up by, like, Dr. Robotnik. There's so many different things that can happen to you in that game that, that kind of reflect back to the robot idea. And then he's talking about the world where he says, 
robots make the robots. So we, we play these things, we watch the TV, we do all these things. Robots make the robots that end up soldering electronics that make the more robots. Nostradamus couldn't bother keeping the promise. So Nostradamus and, and and when you're talking about like the story, like just in the idea of the future being, you know, somebody coming to save us, all that shit in in, in terms of like religion, all that shit. Nostradamus couldn't bother keeping the promise. Logic's on a rocket. So we are like, our logic is out of there. But <clears throat> Prophet defeats a conscience. Basically, he's just saying, like, we have no, like, our logic is, you know, on the outskirts. And while we are, you know, turning the money to actually not care about what the fuck is going on. So, and then <clears throat> goes into that, that last bar, somebody's daughter is contemplating the convent. <clears throat> Talking about how. A, a woman or a daughter, which I kind of don't even agree with this, but it just ha has nothing to do with my agreement. Just the way he laced the bar. Somebody's daughter is contemplating the comment. Basically talking about how she's a good girl until a man or somebody with a dollar or somebody on the outside comes in and makes her basically, you know, kind of fold into what's happening in the world. I say all of that to say this. Lupe's lyrical ability on this album, and we're gonna go over some other joints, but his Lupe his his lyrical ability on this album is intense. It's crazy. It's like no matter what you think about the song, his bars shine. Period. So and he does it again on the song Kiosk Kiosk, where he talks or speaks about our obsession with diamonds and jewelry. That last verse, after the drums actually kick in, he goes. Diamonds only worth what you what you're willing to pay. A deceptive game you are killing to play. Now I have diamonds. It's an eye feeling this way. When they start to sparkle, that star glistening glaze, it sways, takes your mind off of today's. Where the preachers can praise A's as God's killing the gaze. What a fucking phrase. Never ceases to amaze. But when he died from cancer is God's mysterious ways. Jesus saves African soul slaves. Gabriel in Afghanistan passing out AKs. It's a rage di that diamonds sometimes are swayed while putting while pulling them to blades. I have hesitant. Here he goes into a personal reflection of the same shit he's talking about. So he's not removing himself. I have hesitations. There, I put it all on the table. I have my reservations. Besides, we'll find something else useless to put our faith in. You won't finish here. You'll pick up after meditation. Like it's it's the the shit is simplistic but so heavy in the in what he's saying because every line is talking about how bad diamonds are how bad like falling in the trap of what it is is and how it's contradictory to being a good person from the people that that wear them like even the preacher and and things like that him talking about um even ending the verse with his connection to it is so humanizing to the verse like him saying that I have hesitations I've been there. Like, he's like, you know, it's, 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 it's so ill. It's so ill with how, what he does on this album when it connects to taking lyrics and moving them across every fucking, um, verse. I love it. I didn't quote, and I didn't even quote, I got another verse I want to talk about, but I didn't even quote anything that he did in the, um, God, what record was it? Miss Mural. I didn't quote this verse. I didn't even write these verses down, but I just know in that verse, if you listen to that verse, he's talking about at the end of it, he's talking about how he is tormented or like lost in this state of, he's basically stuck in like this little state of for working, he has to compromise and feel certain shit. And, but as a human, he does not like the shit that rap and not even just rap, but the music industry or 
artists have to go through in order to compose and or give themselves to other people it, it's a weird dichotomy that he like raps about but you see the same thing happen in these verses where he's talking about like you know paint in that verse talking about paint being supposed supposed to be used to create art but actually stripping away or being a mask or stripping away uh you know the artist's actual face or personality lupe does bars so incredibly that it's like if you don't pay attention to the bars, you're gonna miss things about this album. Like that's just hands down. Like you have to be like a like a. a he said one time you have to be like Lupe fans have to be Harvard graduates to damn near understand or wanna you know fuck with what's going on. But and it's damn near it's to a degree it's somewhat true because you have to like wanna you know fuck with Lupe on that level. So on on the last track on Phonem, he speaks about how he wishes. That rap was more related to to lies instead of a reflection of what is actually happening. Which is funny when you look at the at the term on phonem and how it's a gang term, um, and then the spelling of the record, which is basically French for faux or false or you know what I mean. Fake, but, yeah, fake. Yeah, fake. So faux is French for faux. <laughs> <laughs> so he said in this in this record, he says I've admired many, many cities through the windows of hotels. From the windows of a plane, I've seen the windows of a cell. The plane, sto- the plane started to fly. The rain started to fail. That's LaGuardia and Rikers, an airport next to a jail. I took a picture. Looked, looked like my window started crying. Because it was sad. Because all they saw every day was somebody flying. And they were trapped. The shit is whack. But it was cracked under, under my wall like a plaque. Keep your eyes on the prize and your thumbs on the apps. Facts. I wish that they were lying in their raps. How does this transpire? To be so to be so damned by God that you want your friends to be goddamn liars. All we talk about are our goddamn priors. Shiny metal boxes over got on on top of goddamn tires. I'm goddamn tired. If I say I didn't indulge, my pants would be on goddamn fire. This verse is one of my favorite verses on this record. Because it's not Lupe, you know, over, Lupe can be a wordsmith and he can just bring in so much, so much shit. Like on that last, <laughs> on that last verse, uh, or on that first verse, excuse me, um, from, the, on the first verse that I was talking about from um, Drew Music and Zion, the title track. This one is more simplistic. But it, when you listen to him lay it, it's still lyrical, and you hear in his voice when he starts going over the, the the or the repetitive words of "goddamn," "goddamn liars," "goddamn priors," "goddamn tires." I'm goddamn tired. I'll be a goddamn um, goddamn fire. Like you can hear his expression like shining through those bars, and it's so heavy because you want to. Like I feel like I felt what he was saying. Like as a as a fan of rap. But also as a black man and somebody that's like, you know, has friends and family that have been, you know, damaged by what the fuck the system has has to offer. You know, as a black man, you see so many friends and families and their entire goal in life is to like make it in, during, doing this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, there was so much emotion in that. And I just love that verse because he broke down in a very simplistic manner, which only a real lyricist can do. How simple yet upsetting this shit can be, and I felt the entire verse. I love it. I just feel like Lupe is a, when it comes to bar crafting, he is like, sec, damn near second to none, and we have some amazing people 
who have rapped. We have Nas, Jay Z, you know, all those all those guys. But Lupe just does it in a way that's just very simplistic, but also heavy. Like it's not like it can it can go far left, far right, but you're gonna understand if you listen enough, you know. Overall, this album was nice. It was a, it was classic Lupe, and he does what he does best here, which is rap. However, with all of the high-level crafting happening here, there are many issues. The first and main thing here is the full songwriting. It's off, or at least off-putting. These records are feats in bar creation, but the choruses, the melodies, the repetition that is needed for any record the key pieces of good music is very mid here. No song outside of maybe Autobato and maybe the title track um, makes me, you know, want to sing along, which is needed. What we really run into is something we have seen before, which is the message of the record is better than the actual records to me. As also, Lupe has never been good at writing a beat in a pocket for the whole of the song. So as someone that is big on flow and cadence, I find him to fall on and off. And I've always felt like that, but but his bars just make me so interested that I can sometimes look past that at times. But this makes the replay value for me hit or miss. Like, I won't say... I won't say that I will or won't be playing it again, but I would not think about putting this on first, okay? So before I go ahead and I give this album its rating, Russell, do you want to chime in or do you want me to finish and then you're going to chime in? Go ahead and finish. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, so for me, this album has great heartfelt topics, and I love that. It reminds me a lot of like how I... Feel I- like- we're going to get to Russ, and he's going to be like, yeah, I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't. Like, hold on. Let's not. I, I want to I give him the opportunity to go ahead and <laughs> tell that truth. Um, this album has great heartfe- heartfelt topics, and I love that. It reminds me a lot of how I felt when listening to a written testimony by Jay Electronica. Just not as touching for me personally. I love where he is going, but the records are just okay for me and could be catchier. We have seen him do this well with records like Bitch Bad. So we know he can, but he didn't get there with Drill Music and Zion. This is not the worst album, but it's something something here is missing for me. And for that, I give this a 7.5, which ironically is the same thing after look after talking and writing this about a written testament. I thought I was like, oh, I, I gave that 7.5 too. Because they have moments that are heart-touching. But the music needs to be slightly better. Either way, no matter how I feel about this uh, this one album or Lupe, it is always a fiasco when he wraps circles around other MCs. Russell, and I'm and I'm saying Russell because Russell Russell is also a I'm pretty sure he's a very heavy Lupe fan like I am. So I want to hear. You don't got to talk about his weight, man. He's doing better. <laughs> You're an idiot. Definitely coach. lighter. 40 pounds. <laughs> hey, boom, boom, boom. Dude. Six packs. Six packs. Six is what I call them. 
Shocker. Uh, so <laughs> let's just get into the prosody because it kind of all ties in. Oh, shit. So, to make it happen. Uh, I just felt down lately because I had to listen to this album. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. Did you know Wendy's in Japan's first kitchen and they call it fucking? Well, now you do. Wait. Huh? What? <laughs> Some, are you, was that from that one guy? Is that from yeah. the week? <laughs> Is that exactly like I figured? <laughs> Found it out uh, this morning, actually. Um, so, just to get into this whole thing, uh, Lupe did Lupe Tings on his uh, CD. It's Lupe what tings. I expected, and sometimes what makes me not want to listen to him. Uh, ironic. Mm. Uh, poetic thoughtful, insightful, lyrical sort of play, but also heavy-handed, almost depressing and exhausting. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Uh, As McCoy said, he's one of my favorite lyricists, and many of his songs stay in my rotation and go in plenty playlists that I have. But let me be honest. As a self-proclaimed poet and writer, um, I often be bored with and exhausted by the first the first track sermon a lot of these rappers choose mm-hmm. uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful, strong black woman remind us again of how shitty the world is and even more so the people. I, I really love you, dear, but Lord, you're killing me. Uh, I just want to listen to some music, you know? I, I get conspiracy and guilt-tripped enough on a regular basis. sit down with this. All right, here, and depression. All right. <laughs> when I listen to a city, I honestly just want to hear good music, a clever line or several, which Lupe usually de- delivers, but it's like... I always skip the first track because it's oh. like, I don't think it's to be that same old, on the corner, she like, thirsty and stranded Katrina. Like, every time I think about her, right. I think about that line, and I'm like, damn, that really set us up for some shit. I feel it. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Folks, Common, Kada, I think they all did that shit. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's right. Honestly, when was the last time either of you lost your livestock? Extended your garden another foot in preparation for a bigger harvest than you anticipated. Anybody check their underground warehouses, basements, or above-ground silos for the freshwater reserve? I hear a lot of well-to-do people telling us to do these things and nobody giving a shit and instead hitting niggas with the dumb-it-down phrases. Post champagne on a bitch. The words ain't cool, nigga. Classic. What's happening right now? <laughs> let, 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 Everyone, let them cook, let them cook, let them cook. <laughs> Everyone is waiting for a new project from Wayne... From Drake, except Cody. Uh, from k <laughs> from Jermaine, from Lupe, from Megan, from Cardi, etc. And although the me- the messages vary, the support shows exactly what people are thinking. They find K, Wayne, and Jermaine attractive, so sales rise. Um, Drake and his disco-driven rap brings in crossover patrons. Not saying others don't. Uh, Moon Man is a feel-good jukebox, but many don't step inside the music and choose their own repair rather than drugging themselves with the infectious hum. He's helped a lot of people, quote-unquote. I'm glad. That's what it's supposed to do. Music is supposed to inspire. Music is supposed to uplift. Music is supposed to make you think. But the sales and TV spots seem to stay different to what we think we're inclined towards. Do either of you honestly think that positive rap has the influence and impact that it should? Like, I really would like to know. And um, if so, give me your reasons. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, I would say it it doesn't... I, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. And I say that because... No, it's, 
it's a conflict, conflicted and uh, complicated answer, right? Yes, because as a as a as a rap fan, huge rap fan, mm-hmm. there are things that I learned from rap that I did not know anything about. Like, let me tell you something. Nas is I can. When he said, mm-hmm. we were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There was empires in Africa called Kush, Timbuktu, where every race came to get books. And we taught Greeks and Romans, all that shit. Like, I had no idea about any of that mm-hmm. until he said it. Mm-hmm. Until he said it. And when he said it, I was like, wait a minute, huh? We were, t- well, we were what? Like, it totally shifted things for me and, like, how I look at things. And, like, so you can learn. Like, positive rap is important, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like so. Yeah, nice. I forget. I don't know if this was on the group chat or if I watched this on my own, but someone I forget who they said that they learned most of what they learned, like to be an adult or live on the streets and stuff like that. Oh, it was a uh, Jesus from Jesus and Meryl. Um, he said that he uh, learned everything like that from Reasonable Doubt. Wow. I think it was um, more than he learned from his dad. Yep. Yep. No. I... Totally, totally. You, 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 you learn shit about yours. Like, po- like, we like to discredit it, but positive rap, even if it's not like preaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, even Lupe's first album, there were things on his first album, like that were positive. You know, you, you expect, you know, it's it's 06, so I'm expecting like, you know, crunk, turn, you know, Jeezy, that type. You turn on Lupe, and all of a sudden you're getting these different like images. That's like, like even the cover of the album. Where the nigga got floating around like video games and shit. Like it's like damn near niggas was like feeling like I like video games. So I'm damn near feeling like if I'm playing video games, I'm a, like a dweeb ass nigga. And you got this nigga like it's just positive rap is necessary though. It but it's like mm-hmm. it but it's like it's touching just fractions of people because it's not catchy enough for it's not like you know what I'm saying. Like the reason I love I can is because I know I can I know. Be what I wanna be, huh, huh? Like it was so bouncy and so infectious to this day. I sing that song, All right? And so you look for that, and it's like positive rap is so necessary, and it can be done well. Right. And Lupe's done it well. These right. bitch, bitch, let me tell you something. Bitch, bad is one of my favorite favorite rap records because it's so. And I told, I used to tell shout out T S the Asian. I used to tell him this. I'm like, bro, this is insanely good. this and that and uh, Swim- swimming pools by Kendrick, two of the best positive rap songs that come off as club bangers and come off as radio friendly. Because Lupe, Lupe is telling you, bitch, is bad. He's literally saying it in the in the chorus, but that record bangs. And then right, but he gives the triple entrances on what a bad bitch is or what yep. bitch bad means. Yep. Um. Not, now, now my question was not is positive rap necessary. It is. Does it have the influence impact that it should? So you're right. kind of going away from the question Damn it. Okay. Uh, in order to define that it is necessary. But I think okay. you gave the proper response or response to it, where it doesn't have the impact and influence that it should. It's necessary, um, and it does have some impact, but it doesn't have the impact it should. I had a um, conversation with my barber um, a couple months ago. Um, and we were talking about different rap songs and how it leads us to delve into the real history, quote unquote, or to to build our banks of knowledge because of a lot of school 
doesn't teach us those things that we don't necessarily learn that from our parents or those from around us. Uh, so as you, as you said, it's necessary. Um, does it have until last year that I found out that I didn't want to be here mopping up Wendy's. Right. Uh, it was through rap and I can't remember the exact rap song that I learned about the Moors and how they taught early Europeans how to bathe and sanitize and and whatnot. Um, and that's not something that they really teach you in schools. It's something that you kind of have to go searching for on your own. Um, do I think positive rap has the influence that it should? Not really. Um, of course, we have your tubes and fuse, as the old heads say. Um, and there are, of course, exceptions to the rule as to those being inspired to do better and to be better. But there's an overwhelming amount of support and preference over music that degrades music that encourages violence or freedom from responsibility, uh, responsibility and common sense, apparently. Um, that, that, uh, uh, fuck nigga free song comes to mind immediately. Um, <laughs> you have to know me by now that I love good, intelligent lyrics. So Lupe, Fonte, Mos, Cole, K-Dot, and others are in my usual rotation, but even I don't want to be preached to all the time. You know, I also dig Schoolboy Q and some ratchet shit here and there, yeah. a big crit and whatnot, uh, mainly for the bounce, but also for the entertainment. Uh, entertainment Russell's good kid, Med City. <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying either side is wrong or whatever? No, I feel like there's a place for each genre, each type, each message for the most part, because uh, it's, it's very hard to uh, justify and explain Kim without being a fan of Eminem. Um, and knowing that that song is hilarious, um, even though it's psychotic, super. Psychotic, uh, but the yeah. balance always seems skewed in a single direction. So this album made me go on a nostalgic journey, first through Lupe's discography, mm. then through a few others to try and see turning point lay for the change in message and direction. Lupe has been on a warning tip for quite some time, but how do we get from kicking and pushing or him getting the girl or even a nice stay in Paris and making love in Tokyo to fear of Lamborghini angels and kiosk blues? Mm. Mm. How do we get from woo I got you all in check to extinction level event? Um, just as Kanye has had as many faces and coordinated masks and boots to match, hip hop continues to go round its circles and cycles, reverting, advancing, etc. This, is, this seems like the most prepared and well-written you've ever been. And I'm going to say, he going crazy. Intermission, congrats, dude. He shit better than my music. So, this is is it. so, so listen, we're going to be yeah. next, uh, next episode. Just say you're done so I can say encore. <laughs> Russell's going to be taking over the music section, section full-time where he's going to be talking about. No, no, no. That's your bag, man. I'm only giving you a bit of prosody here. It's your bag, but there's a hole in it. <laughs> 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 so once again how do we get from that that initial message to shit the world is on fire well I mean it's been a lot of time since mm-hmm. what 15-ish years or so mm-hmm. so it's like obviously things are going to change you know right. and mentality Right. you so, start out as a kid thinking life is great and I'm going to have fun and this and that I'm happy and then to like oh this is what life is let me yeah, get real. Right. So it's a reflection of the experiences of each artist or the maturation they go through. Is it 
also the privilege of seeing the world unobstructed by class, poverty, and all these other factors, the control of their distractions that we don't have access to. And that, does rap continue to be a reflection of life, or does life force the image we see until we have no choice but to speak on these things? Can I just listen and vibe in peace without feeling a need to have to do something? Mm. You know, that's, an, that's, that's a good comparison to another album and how we're talking about lyricists, but also like, whoa, like the mood's brought down to like real life mm-hmm. shit. Um, contr- uh, what's it called? Control? System? Hold on, mm-hmm. just hold on, cause hold on, the, the cable went crazy, but we want to hear this. Speak again. This is a good comparison to another uh, lyricist, and like a real life message uh, con- control system by Absol. Okay, okay, that that was th- that album for me, man. I I got to tell you. Everybody knows I love Apple. Apple's my favorite rapper. For those of you who have not picked up on that from the last two years, three years and a half, three years <laughs> been podcasting, whatever the case. Um, and he, the control system is that is exactly what I want from rap every time. Which is there is even the bounty. Is that something you can ride around to though? Yes, yes. Have you? You know how many times I've been? I've ridden around to control system. Sober, fucked up, and just because there's because the tracks on there are in my cracks, right? Right, <laughs> and literally in my socks. Like you will never understand. Um, but I've literally like that album has from bounce. Like even the songs that are talking about something is bouncing. Like even the songs that are heavy are well written songs. The the choruses are catchy. He got singers on there. Like he's singing on there himself. He's just everything even like talking about like being like poverty and like trying to like you know fix a relationship like an empathy like it's just so all of that shit is crazy dude crazy like the beat the production on there is that is what you want when you when i think of like good rap that's what i want because i was sitting i could sit to that and listen to think and i could sit to that and like zone out and not think and still be like this fucking song is cold so yes when you and but also also um one of his favorite rappers is Lupe. He said that. They've done records Who's together. Absol. Absol? Yep. Yep. He said that numerous times. He said, one time Lupe said something. They've at, done records together that, that you may know, such as Corinthians 316. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the record? They got, they got a record on um, Lupe, on Tetsu and Youth, and they also got a record on um, Absol's These Days album. So These Days was summer of 2014, and then Tetsu and Youth was January 2015. So... I assume they just went in and did all this shit together at the same time. Um, but anywho, yeah, he he speaks on how how important Lupe is to his career, and he said Lupe said something about the control verse. And when he even being on uh, Kendrick's team, he said when Lupe speaks, when Lupe speaks, we listen, we shut up and we listen. Like that's heavy, you know. Like if you really think about that, it's heavy. That's heavy. A heavy thing for him to say. So, um, yes, Control System is one of those albums where it's like, that's the perfect meld of hip-hop. Like, you get the positive shit, you get the emotional shit, you get the bangers, you get the lyrical shit. And, and when I say lyrical shit, I also mean talking shit. Like, like there's something about braggadocio, like, 
like rap where you it's just necessary. I want to hear a nigga talk shit. Like I want to feel like you know what I'm saying when he talking to shit. I'm like yeah, that's how I feel. Like I'm that nigga. Like and Absol does that so well where he puts all those different things together on control system. So I just yes, it's one of those albums where you talking about this type of thing. It's like it did, and people loved Control System. So it's like I have to listen again. I I remember it's been a while. I remember liking it. Um, but the only cognitive thing that comes to mind right now is fuck the government, motherfuck the government, and I'm like, yeah, this is why McCoy likes it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many reasons, but yeah, no, he talks even even like um on um um he has a song called Double Standard, where he's talking about men and women. And how not only men treat women or women treat men, but like how we are all. He basically talks about his his uncle telling him not to trust hoes and his aunt telling him that he should love women. And like this dichotomy or like this battle that they have that you have as a kid. And I, rem- and I remember being told by my uncles, like, you know, basically to paraphrase bitches ain't shit. Even my even my dad had drunk had drunk moments like no, no not to put my pops out there but hey you know just hearing that constantly from older cousins and older uncles and then having aunts and 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 shit and telling me you know how I should be to females but then also hearing those aunts tell my sisters and female cousins and shit to play niggas you know what I'm saying and then having my uncles go to my female cousins and shit like that. And telling them, don't accept, no, you only accept niggas don't treat you well. So you got these two. Then that's in the scene, bitch. That was in the Warren G video. Exactly. <laughs> like, you got this whole system where if you're a, an adult male and you're talking to a, a child male, it's fuck bitches. But you're talking to the, to the female and it's niggas better not treat you wrong. But you just taught him to treat, you know what I'm saying, somebody else's daughter wrong. And you got the yeah. the aunts treating, teaching people to go against each other. Exactly, exactly. And you got the aunts who are telling you, a, a man, you better treat him well, or, or treat these girls well. And hearing them go to the female and be like, "Girl, if he ain't boo boo boo, he ain't doing this. Yeah, yeah, if he ain't got this, yada yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's counterproductive, if anything. And that's and that's the current. As I, as- as I just said in the group chat today, that my girl's gonna be a lesbian because no good guy is good enough for her. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Cody's a interesting young man, <laughs> but no, it's like yes, <laughs> but it's like it's like, dude, like how do we get pad? But 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 even even in saying all that, it's like the idea of rap that's good or positive. It like has to live on that on that fence of it's telling you something, but that song is still good as a bitch. The song is still. Cause I even thinking this double standard is tired of living, live. It's a good record. That shit is gonna sink in when the record is good. When the record has repetitiveness, when the record is, you know what I'm saying, the chorus is per- the perfect, the beat is, you're gonna take it in. And that's why I feel like where we run into this hole where positive rap doesn't affect shit the way it should, because it's not it's not just positive rap, but it's like mm-hmm shitty rap <laughs> like not shitty not even shitty rap that's not the word i want to use but you know what i'm saying like it's not it's it's shitty hip-hop it's good rap but it's shitty hip-hop yes man yes they're rapping well but like the bounce is right like the hip- beat selection isn't good yes um, man 
the the chorus doesn't repeat, which is what makes it catchy, which is what makes you memorize it because mm-hmm. the chorus repeats repeats over. Even the most shitty songs, the chorus repeats, and you find yourself singing it. You're like, "Fuck, how did this get in my head?" I but it's because party. it's catchy, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, bro. Like, you need that. We all need that. Shit. But the thing is, and this is where we kind of differ in opinions on a lot of things, is that I don't want hip hop though. I want rap. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the chorus doesn't have to repeat for it to be good to me, um, as long as it's cohesive to the rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first verse can be about this, and then the chorus leads into the next verse, which is about something different, and that has its own chorus that leads into something. That's intelligent rap to me. I dig that. Um, repetitive shit is cool because it's catchy, um, but I don't want to always want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. The things I like about uh, Schoolboy Q, and I almost call it a school words because that's just habit. Right. Um, right. The things I like about Dog is that he just be so out of the box, outside the box, with a lot of his beat selection. Because um, you can't tell me when uh, collard greens come on, you don't just immediately start bouncing and shit like, oh, this shit's going to be hit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's a catchy, catchy hook. And the shit you talk about just makes me laugh because the, the way he delivers it is hilarious. Yeah. Um, would I call it positive rap? No, but I would call it positively hip-hop because that's what you expect from, or that's what you want from hip-hop for the most part. Which, right? is, which is funny because a lot of people would say that hip-hop and rap, like rap is the radio bouncy shit and then hip-hop is the, you know what I'm saying? But I, I see what I see what Russell is saying because we're talking about the idea of rap, which I don't separate I think like mm-hmm. the art, the when you're doing hip hop, what you're doing is rapping. So if you are mm-hmm. a hip hop, I don't, I hate when they say this is rapping, this is hip hop, because guess what? Rapping is the verb for hip hop. Boom, got it. Ooh, mm-hmm. boop, 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 boop. But it's like, we like, we tend to separate them, but you can just say Ooh. that someone is rapping well, but just bad at, you know, the overall thing. So I get exactly what Russell, I'm just saying that to clarify, because people will probably be like, mm-hmm. wait, he's saying hip hop and he means rap, or he's saying rap. It's and different, means, right. 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 So. And we're just putting these, these as adjectives to describe a certain feel. Yeah. With that being said, I wrapped the shit up. Um, hmm. The the main point was this was, can I just listen and vibe in peace without having to feel like I need to do something, like I need to change my life? There's just certain things that this rapper has said that has caused me to do a self reflection and be like, oh shit, I'm doing all this shit wrong. I got to fix all this shit. My life is shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it 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 gives you that sense of fuck now i have to do something i love that sense of fuck mm. <laughs> <laughs> and let me uh go ahead and watch mojo this shit like mccoy does uh, <laughs> whether it's the first or the 15th time i've had these thoughts ah. regarding music in general ah. uh, <laughs> i still find myself putting on something to clear the thoughts away and just to vibe so Maybe music hasn't strayed away from its purpose, and it's just a matter of finding the right vibe for the right moment. This has been my prosody talk. McCoy. Well, goddamn. That shit. That was the best Russell prosody ever. I like that shit. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Praise high to the most high. Allah. Damn. So, oh, and I give this album an eight. Okay, wow. okay, cool, 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 cool. Cody, what did you eat? A whole lot of complaining just to give it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lupe gonna do what Lupe do. Right, exactly. That's he exactly- made me think. I wanted to jam. I'm depressed now, eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It ain't a ten. Let me. Let me <laughs> we know that. Uh, let me ask you this, um, Russell. As a Lupe fan, what's your favorite Lupe album? Album. Um, if you say lasers, uh, we not friends no more. I'm telling you right now. If you say lasers, <laughs> I will drive to. I like more. lasers. Oh, I know you hate lasers, <laughs> but that's not my. Fa- I don't think that's my favorite. G. Um, let me see. I gotta think for a minute. Um, uh, I think it's probably between. Um, It's probably between food and liquor and the cool. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I the cool is definitely y'all know y'all heard this before. Top five albums for me. Period. Cool. But but also really? yes, I say this though. Um, Tattoo and Youth does not get enough. That's actually my mm-hmm. favorite. Probably yeah. my second favorite Lupe album. Wait, I'm getting confused. I thought you didn't like that. And TS did. Is TS that the other no. TS, TS doesn't like it. I love it. But okay. I can kind of convince TS that he does like. It. He just doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like that hard, man. It's really actually easy. You just gotta listen to it. <laughs> right. There's so many um between food and liquor and the cool. There's so many songs that are like, I love all these songs. These songs are okay. And it's like the equal amount for both. That's why I can't choose between between the two. Yeah. Um I mean, I liked um I like Food and Liquor too. Also, um, I think I listened to that one straight too. But definitely, um, Food and Liquor or The Cool is, is is my favorite. That's fair. That's fair for sure. Uh, shout out to Food and Liquor too, because that don't get enough play, man. Food and Liquor too mm-hmm. has some bangers on there. I seen mm-hmm. Lamborghini mm-hmm. Angel, mm-hmm. Diamond Flooded Deep. Mm-hmm. That was my shit. He had some battle good... scars, yep. roses, yep. Cold War. He it's had, bad. Yeah. he had some. He yeah, had some really, really depending really... on the platter. You definitely got to keep your food and liquor cool. <laughs> he got some. I think food and liquor. Loki got some of my favorite Lupe bangers. Food mm-hmm. or food? Excuse me. Food and liquor too has some of my favorite Lupe bangers. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go with that. But what's now, your favorite Lupe song? Ooh, my favorite Lupe song. That's ooh, that's great. Okay, hold on, wait a minute. Oh man. Even there, I can't even choose one. That's 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 too hard to say a favorite Lupe. Song. <laughs> that's too because listen, listen. He got oh man, he got some shit off the mixtape circuit. First of all, yeah, I would say okay. I'm gonna say one of my top songs that people gonna be like, what? A lot of lyrical shit. What you want is one of my favorite Lupe songs of all time because it just. I don't know, man. Listen, first of all, just the just the shit that was supposed to be on lasers, man. Um, from that to <laughs> army girl, that's my army. We could, I could do a whole just Lupe mixtape just off the the shit that got cut off lasers, man. That was spoke that we were destined to have and get. Yeah, that's right. Be mad. We gonna but be mad. Shit. Um, She's laughing. Um, but this is it's crazy. Like, man, that's I think uh, what you want. I'm gonna listen to that shit. So we get <laughs> that's my shit, dog. What you want is is one of my favorite. And then I think, um. Oh, uh, what is it off of um, off of Food and Liquor One? Um, Food and Liquor Lost. American, American Terror. American Terror. That's I love that. Right. <laughs> what do you, you say at the end? They get the white man, ooh, black man, look at uh, uh, ooh, yellow man, make yellow man, ooh, let me get it. 
that was that was my shit. That was another that was another one of those songs where when he said it, it was like I knew this shit, but it's like when he said it, it was like how I listen to I know I I can by Nas. When he said that shit, I'm like, uh-huh. damn, this is so powerful. Like I started thinking more about mind you, because three years before I just heard uh I or two or three or three to four years before Nas came out with I mm-hmm. I can. And I was just kind of getting into the enlightenment stage. And so I was a junior, going to, no, I was a senior, early senior year of high school. And he dropped that. And I had already been kind of enlightened by the non shit. So when he said that little catchy phrase, again, that's why it's one of my favorite songs because it's catchiness. Now bring it back, bring it mm. back. Like that whole last part was catchy. It was like slick, bro. <laughs> so I fuck with that. And then uh, what's the other one? It's another one off of Hurt Me So. Oh man, that is oh god, that was one of yeah. So yeah, I got a lot of favorite Lupe songs, but I would say some of my favorite might come off Food and Liquor One. But the bangers, the best bangers come from Food and Liquor Two. So damn, wow, let me think. And so for me, I I would I guess I give top three. Um, and he gets a girl has always been one of my favorites. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. Um. Go watch has always been one of my favorites. This shit is just so smooth to me. I just love listening to it. Now go watch, and it's just like it, it personifies me. Like seriously, yes, yes, bro. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, a, listen. If, if you a fly motherfucker and you fuck with video games, you fuck with fly shit. That song is your mm-hmm. song, bro. I got a story about that, but go ahead and give me your give me your last one. Your last one, real quick, before I go to that. My last one. Um, let's see, off the top of my head. Um, I'm glad I get to participate. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're equals. We're equals on this shit. We're gonna ask you next, Cody. No, it's okay. I'll shout out to you next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I I gotta go. I guess I gotta go with Lamborghini Angels. Angels. Okay, uh, okay. Those three, are my top. Yeah. My favorites, dude. Okay, I can't remember. Okay, so I have a song. Mm-hmm. I have a song. Okay, if you if you guys remember me being a rapper, on my SoundCloud, there's a song called "Insta," where I where I flow to the rigor mortis beat by Kendrick. Mm-hmm. That song started because I wanted to do a go watch type of song. So if you listen to that song, you hear me mm-hmm. talking about "It's the," and I, and I'm talking about myself, and I'm talking about the shit that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you listen to go back, if y'all have time today, go to that song. It's called it's, it's on my SoundCloud. But I wrote it to the beat originally to go watch, but I couldn't find it. And I was so pissed because I'm like, I want to put this go watch <laughs> version. And then Lupe came, or and then um I had just started listening to TDE because of Absol. Because I I had heard TDE, all the TDE before Absol. But that's a whole, whole nother story. I, I I could talk about that for five minutes. Um but when I heard Ab, it made me go back to everybody else's shit. And then I heard, went back and I heard Rigor Mortis. And I was like, mm. now nah, it's the carpenter, architect, carpenter, and that for you. And I was like, wait a minute, this shit fits. This shit, yeah, yeah. I was like, this shit fits so much better. <laughs> I was like, this shit fits so much better on this one. And I was like, okay, I can't find Go Watch, but I'm finna get these niggas this shit real quick. And that's one of my f- personal favorite songs that I've done all off writing off of Go Watch. Because I was like, I gotta be, I gotta make this Lupe style song on myself. So. Man. That's one of my favorite ones that you did. Really? You even know, you know the song? Isn't that isn't TS on there? No, no, it's just it's just with me. the Rigor Mortis one. Yeah. No, you guys did a Jay Z one. Yeah, yeah, we did Jay Z. Yeah, that's that's uh that's uh Rock Boy. We did Rock Boy. It's called King Me. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to that one too. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so that's one of my favorite songs. But that's you need to actually hear no heard that Rigor Mortis. 
that one the, the, your song before I heard the actual section eighty read mortis. <laughs> That's right, because it's my bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> something oh. something Asher Ross. No, don't even start. Or don't Sam even. Adams. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Sam whoever Sam Adams is, fuck you, first of all. Cause I hate I <laughs> hated college founding stepfather. I hated college <laughs> first. Beer drinking ass nigga. He's a beer. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no take this lager and shove it <laughs> um but i guess now cody before we before i move on to fuck the story of the week do you have any lupe f- favorite songs because we've never talked about it but you might actually I don't have see lupe. why it matters i don't it, need your pity party <laughs> no i didn't all right i thought you didn't fuck with lupe like that i got so. a fun fact and i have a nice day for you okay <laughs> and this shit would have fuck you and have a nice got it nice day Okay, well then in that case, we're going to go to Fucked Up Story of the Week. Fucked Up Story of the Week is not very, I mean, it's, it's normal, it's life, it's not very fucked up, but this year, and yesterday, That's starting nice. yesterday, we lost Tony, Tony Sirico. <laughs> A day or two before, we lost James James Kahn. Uh, earlier this year, uh, like a week before that, so in the last like week and a half, we lost are you Tony just Sirico. reading obituaries every week now? Nope. Tony Sirico. Oh, okay. James Conn. Before that, March 31st, we lost Paul Herman. And earlier this year, we before lost... Before that, we lost our car keys. We lost... Sorry. Yeah, probably did. Twice. And then we lost Ray Liotta this year. So, I say all that to tell you this. Not really a fucked up story of the week. But just as a person who is a big um, gangster movie lover. For those of you that didn't know, those are all four... Like, Ray Liotta played fucking um, Henry and fucking Goodfellas. Come on. Paul mm-hmm. Harmon. Paul Harmon has been a um, consistent uh, consistent uh, guy in gangster movies from Goodfellas to Casino. Um, James Caan played... Irishman. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. James Caan um, played... What was his name? Sonny in um, Godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tony Sirico played... I can't remember the character's name, but listen to me when I tell you this, guys. He played in a plenty of gangster movies, but Soprano. He was the guy with the with the gray hair. With the Soprano. He was who? He was a guy in Goodfellas too. Yep. He was, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. See, yep. He was him and Goodfellas. He was the uh, guy with the the gray on the side of his. He always, I was like, I remember. Y'all always like had like dyed gray on the sides and shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we lost all those guys, and I mean, those guys are oh, they're like in their seventies, eighties. Uh, I think really old was a little bit younger though, but um. Not fucked up, too, not too fucked up. There's other shit going on in the world that's more fucked up. But I just wanted to take a moment to say RIP to those greats because they, if you <laughs> were a, you know, gangster movie, you know, fan, and you were born in the 80s or 90s, even the 70s, because Godfather was what, late 70s, early 80s, um, you know, those are some guys that helped to shape your upbringing, honestly. I mean, I, I mean I've seen Tony Tarico in so much shit. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta played the voice. For those of you who don't know, he was the main character's voice in uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City. Boom. Oh, so, really? Yeah, and they paid him like shit. And then when he... Ray Liotta... Not paid him like shit. I won't say that. Shout out Rockstar because I want y'all to get Grand Theft Auto 6 out here. But listen, they paid him... Penny, not penny. Not even shit. They just didn't pay him a lot because Grand Theft Auto was big, but it wasn't... It was big, it is now. but it wasn't what it is now. So when mm-hmm. Vice City came out, they were kind of they were just hitting that stride like, oh okay, okay. So they were just p- paying voice actors. He he played the part, and Vice City blew up, sold millions of you know copies, and he was like, yo, wait a minute, I should be getting more money residuals off this. And they were like, nah, you know, because what you signed was for like hundred thousand, whatever, whatever they paid him, which was like, you know, less than half a million dollars. 
and you know what Vice City became, what the character, what his character became and shit in history. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so shout out Ray Liotta and Paul Herman, James Count, and uh, Tony Sirico, R.I.P. And now, uh, fun fact, Cody has for you. I just wanted to say that T.S. is a daddy. <laughs> Shout out T.S. and fatherhood, for sure. <laughs> Another fun fact, <laughs> Texas is the only state that permits residents to cast absentee ballots from space. Wait, I already gave you a fun fact. <laughs> Which, what, yeah. what, wait, you did? Yeah. yeah, it was a, um, there's kitchens in Japan called whores or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> kitchen and this no (laughs) (laughs) close enough no 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 (laughs) hey man and this has been episode 113 of not politically correct uh i'm your boy mccoy aka mr what they do aka splash god and you know where i be at you can find me on twitter at mccoy kpz cody i am cody And this has been episode 113. <laughs> no, yeah. we don't want to end it. <laughs> and on that note, gang. <laughs> gang.